0: Chronologically Ambiguous is a weekly podcast by the Snarky AF Advice column hashtag Ask Missy K where we discuss all things related to intentional age fishing and radically defined self-love, from fundamental rights to feminism, holistic self-care, body positivity, banishing fuckboys, canceling ass clowns, financial literacy and mental health. We hope to help women become more empowered through knowledge and information to make the most self-beneficial choices ever, whether they're in America, Africa. Asia, in the Middle East or wherever you are you definitely matter. Join us every week at www.askmissyk.live By the way, today's episode includes a free guided meditation, you're welcome. So it is imperative that you go toward that which you flee. In other words, to the best of your ability, and we'll get into that further here, run head on in the direction of that beast that you are terrified to face that is making a guest appearance and is really wanting to be revealed. The vision I'm getting is a scene from an old Godzilla movie, where they're zoomed in on the eye of the beast. It's that eye that is central here, for you today. There were little armies of guys who were being lured in to tie up this ginormous beast, and next to the eye of it, they are microscopic, and that's only the eye, not the entire thing, yet these little army men were brave and took to the task of saving the day, so that to their people some peace they could bring. That's what we're talking about here. As long as you're running and screaming in the streets, Another great vintage visual from the Godzilla flick, there is absolutely no peace. The funny thing about running from the things we fear in life is that we fool ourselves into believing that by not facing this thing that we flee, we will maintain some measure of ease. And I suppose that's true to some degree. We avert the anxiety of stepping into uncharted territories and using our voice, becoming a hero, reclaiming our lives, standing up for what we believe, and seeing the unseen. But we also abandon, in those moments of flee, the truer message underneath. We leave that soldier stranded, the one who wants to go in and save the day. We leave a piece of ourselves behind by turning away from the key. For, in each of these teachable moments, where we can learn to be more, to be brave, to follow our hearts and see how that feels, we get our feet wet, we get a little more comfortable with wearing those shoes, or army boots, we open up to more of a chance of repeat we run from that which we resist because we're afraid of what we might see. We don't really want to look into the eye of the beast, because it is there, in the soul of the monster that we will see the truth. From the truth we want to hide, because too often, truth reckons accountability. If we know that we are betraying ourselves, that we are settling for less, that we are our own reason for running scared and empty-handedly avoiding our dreams in the streets then we have to, on some level, come to terms with that. We have to then see, become conscious, of why we're doing it and, therefore, what we believe. And that's all some heavy stuff to contend with. It's much easier to run away and scream. And that's just what you may be doing right now anyhow. The other part of the vision appears to be the galactic center and still resembles very much the Godzilla eye, both representing facing an overwhelm or a disbelief, and an overflow or overabundance of everything, namely what is, will be, has been, and the all and the everything that's been unseen. No wonder people are freaking out. There may be some truths coming to the surface for you, or coming into better view that can, on some levels, be horrifying, to say the least. When we are faced with our truths, especially the ones we've gotten really good at hiding from, they can be very hard to swallow and believe. You may find yourself a little in shock as the truth comes into focus, as the reel of reality comes crashing down, or become so obvious that you can't pretend you didn't see. It's ironic that such a big aspect of why we run, why we fear doing that thing that will set us free has to do with judgment. We fear what others might think if we step into the shoes of the one who speaks his truth, of the one who surrenders to their highest calling, of the one who is brave enough to be free enough to be. Yet this judgment encapsulates us in a prison within ourselves and for too long it's one where there is no warden in which to appeal. We fear being exposed and revealed to such an extent that we freeze off from ourselves, from our needs, from our deepest longings of being received. We sabotage our best efforts in an attempt to keep it all even keel. Then one day, we realize that we can't live in the bubble of the illusion anymore as our wounds come to the table and as we come to terms with the fact that it's no longer viable to freeze or flee. It all comes crashing down on us as the beast enters the village seemingly out of nowhere and we are left to contend with levels of grief and rage and fear and agony that we aren't even sure we are capable of surviving if we commit ourselves to holding the space to feel. A little more human nature, the judgment is a double-sided sword that is ultimately our own undoing, as we grow steeped in the shame of the image we project onto ourselves and we try desperately to hide what we seek to conceal. Yet we judge as well, our inability to go beyond the barricade of the barriers and our resistance to step out of the wound and heal. We denigrate ourselves for not being able to be more, to be better, to overcome and to repeal the sentence that we have set for ourselves once we were tried, convicted and sentenced to the hell of our underworlds where we remain, or where the wounds remain untouched until someday there is the element of grace that shines down and rescues us from being slaves to the fear that the unleashing of our deepest selves will be the thing that undoes us and shows us through the miracle of love that it is in opening to those places that we are wholeheartedly redeemed. The beast is being summoned for a very precise and specific reason at this time. For In the eye of the beast is the peace and the part of you that most needs to be received. You are being called to look into the eye, into the heart and the soul of your deepest self. And hold space for what has been most unquenched and most unlovable. And in the hour that you can hold the light for this part of yourself to heal, and hold the love for the essence of this aspect to be revealed, you will again be reunited with the innocence that has been missed since this piece was concealed. Rite of passage initiation into truth. Where you put your attention is where your creativity flows. If you are focusing on or following the stream of thoughts that don't serve you, you are sending you power in that direction. By giving your power away to lower thoughts, you become servant to them. You become lost in the train of them. When you become lost, you are not present. When you are not present, you are not consciously aware. And when you are not consciously aware, you are not operating from your highest self. Here's how you can flip this. As the thoughts arise, and you are triggered into reaction, stay present don't run away with them. Prepare yourself for this by knowing that triggers abound right now. In other words, expect them and when they show up, do it differently. Be in the moment with it and let it offer you a teaching. What is it wanting to show you about this element of you, this belief system you've carried as yours for oh too long now? Truth is wanting to shine the light on it in a way that's never been done before. Up till now, it's been like having a nightmare, where you are rattled by something and left with this uneasy lack of understanding of what you've experienced but are haunted by. Up until now, your triggers, or belief systems, and ways of being that are rooted in something other than your truth have surfaced time and again for the same purpose as now to be excavated. But this time there is this undeniable aspect of light shining in on them, exposing them for that they truly are, and loosening their grip over you, so you can, at very long last, move forward. This is surely cause for celebration as we embark on this grand movement toward conscious freedom. For as in comparing the dream state to the wake, all things are different in the light of day so now is your time to do it another way. In breaking a habitual way of being, it will take some effort and some awareness. You will have to become intentional in your response to life, to your triggers, to yourself. You will have to moderate your tendencies. You will have to become responsible for you. This, my loved ones, is a rite of passage and initiation into truth. And, as with any rite of passage or great transition— you are needing to undergo a purification in preparation for embarking on the next level of sacredness in your life. So, as you are purifying and allowing your way to become new, you will be reminded of certain life tools that will come in handy. As you come to terms with and are enlightened by old beliefs, you will find that you might need a little assistance in disposing of all the residual build-up and debris that's accumulated over the years as off-thoughts took up space in your being. Here, you will come to understand the co conscious co-creating, know that we weren't meant to do it alone. Yes, we need to do our part, but there are things that we can't do, and aren't meant to. And this is a journey with the divine, so we must allow the divine to do its share. When we realize that we are ready to put down the heavy burden of the baggage we've been carrying, we can simply give it over in whichever direction feels right. You can give it over to Mother Earth, and let your debris become fertilizer as you let her support you, as mothers do, on your forward movement. You can give it to the angels, and watch them take hold of your worries or tribulations and, on wings, carry it all away. You can give it directly to God, consecrating your relationship with the Creator of all that is through the process of surrender, knowing He wants what's best for you and He will, in any moment, carry what's become too heavy for you to bear. It is us that get in the way of the giving. Like a child, we feel so resistant to asking for help. We're wanting to do it all ourselves. And you may find that even when you do surrender— You will catch yourself still holding on tight, or grabbing it back a short time later. It's our nature to be independent and it's a relearning to do it in tandem, but that is the point of the journey to reunite with divinity. And the point is not just to know the divine, but to work intimately in your life with the divine, to create your world with the divine, and to envelop the divine as your truth. And so, this is the lesson at hand. If you find yourself longing for things to be different, for deeper love, for success, for movement, for things to be new go deeper, go within, look to you. You will feel discomfort and unrest when you are needing to shift or when shift is underway. Tendency will be to look out into the world for your need meeting for your everything, but the answers do and always reside within you. If you are needing transformation and you know that you can no longer live out the way it's been lived, become clear and create the space for it to be so. If you have no idea how to get there, Surrender, open to the space of becoming through the power of the Creator, and let the power of creation do the rest. It's enough to get there and get clear. When you know that you don't want to do or be a certain way, and you are truly done with it then you don't need to know how to get there. You only need to know that you are through. If you are truly done with it then there will be closure. There will be movement. Things will become new. If you're not truly done with it, then you will go the rounds a few more times until you get there, but eventually, When you are ready for the shift, the shift will come through. When we are in this place of momentum, when energy is wanting to shift and we find ourselves longing for things to be new, we will opt for projecting, blaming others for why or what we are or are not feeling. We will opt for grasping for soothers, or things we think will bring peace. We will opt for misery, sinking into the lack rather than rising to the option of change. But these are only transitory behaviors, these are only ways that we've done it so far. There are new ways and we have access to them now. Follow your heart into the new horizons and see how things can be in the eyes of truth. Ride the momentum that takes you through anger or frustration or brings about long lost tears to the newness that breaks the dawn on the other side. These are breakthrough moments that can easily be seen as breakdowns. But breakdowns are cathartic when they help you break through. Breakdowns are essential when they topple the walls of what we've been and how we've done things and show us that with that way of doing things we are through. When you've reached the breaking point, let it all fall to pieces and see what comes next. Chances are the rain has brought about rainbows and the storm leaves calm in its wake. Water down. There lies our greatness, in the midnight of our souls. Waiting for us our truth to behold. Our secrets that are sacred. Have been salvaged in the dawn. Tilda and look how they've been mistaken for the ugly. When it's pure wisdom yet untold. Contain no more the weakness or the wayward as you march forth through the light. The freedom that you dream of is the greatness that you fight. Become the whole, the plenty, the abundantly bestowed. Become the everything you are by cutting loose your hold. The beauty of your darkness is your daylight to unfold. Reach beyond the density of your mind and unleash the ever flow. Step into the depths of your being where truth lies dormant and wake. In selective evolution, your greatest potential you forsake. So much energy goes into being watered down diluted and in this we compromise our truth and our peace. How much we are watered down is in direct proportion to the watered down projection that we witnessed as a kid. So if your mother was a patron to stepping down to your father's power or your father got booted out of his lion den, then you will play into the tendency to reenact and replay the scenes of powerlessness and victim to power stripping, again and again and again until you see fit, or find way, to shift that energy spectrum that was passed on to you like a torch, to carry forward or put out and therefore bringing that energy cycle of power abuse to an end. This is about balancing the male and female within, as we too must find and negotiate a healthier sliding scale to operate from which isn't based on keeping score, maintaining power by way of control, or keeping one end down so the other can win. In the great wide open, it feels so good to be free, to not know, And just take some time to be completely real and liberating. Throw what is against the wall and let the pieces fall wherever they may, not needing to categorize or compartmentalize. It really allows you to see from a whole different perspective with wider eyes and no expectations from a vantage place, if you open to it, of peace. You have to create the space to be free from another's objective, and even from the one you've held for so long. Re examine your truth as and question your identity. Feel what comes up instead of free, and at the same time, a newness comes. Notice all the hardening and resentment, the closing off, and lots of assumptions that come from being afraid to say what you think, feel, and want. It separates you from yourself and your desires. When you're inhibited, it's easy to make up all kinds of lies about what is. But when you open up to full acceptance of what is and really let yourself be who you are, the illusions all clear away and you can see the beauty you knew was there to begin with. Then the light can shine through you and you can glow in a new way, once you've been dusted off. When we let go of old dynamics and realize they are not who we are then we can open to being real and we are freed in this life, in relationships and within. No more hiding. No more contemplating. It's time to face everything head on in a walkthrough. Let go of judging yourself or others. Let go of judging experiences. Release the need to label what's coming up for you then you can become more accepting of who you really are and start to see trueness. Under all the baggage is a beautiful person is your I am. But you have to face the truth of what is. Become really real about your reality. If you're miserable in a relationship, hating your job, wanting something entirely different than what you've created you have to come face to face with that or else you continue to live out a lie. You have to experience the grief and disappointment about what you've created and allow yourself to be fully honest about how you feel. Only then can you begin to deconstruct what is and what it is based on so you can recreate something that suits you. Allow yourself the possibility of ending of allowing whatever's bringing you misery to die. Rebirth follows death, so you have to consciously kill slay your misconceptions of what is, the foundation or structure that's faulty and based on lies, in order to live your truth. Only then can you truly shine your light once you clear the air, dissolve the denial, and face the truth in all of its entirely. And, at first, in this, it's the sun peeking out from behind the clouds. But you have to see, truly see, what's been blanketing your reality in order to break free. And as you do, as you become very honest with yourself and say goodbye to the lies that have held your current reality in place, you will feel a sense of loss for what's been for the comfort of the familiar, as most of these dynamics have been in place for some time. And there is fear in letting go, in moving beyond where you've been. There's anger at what's been sacrificed or lost in order to keep certain structures in place. But as you come to terms with your truth, or what you've been working so hard at maintaining as truth, you open the door for what needs and wants to shine through. There's great relief that comes in laying down the burden and releasing the energy that sustained the untruth. It takes great effort to maintain a lie. It takes courage to be honest with yourself. And so, as you open more fully to your truth, there's an opening that transpires, that brings spring to your step and light to your eyes and newness. And as the clouds clear, your new day can dawn full of potential and possibility fresh. When you open to your truth and get real and let go of what's familiar, what's on the other side is so much greater than what's been. Even if it's scary to let go, it's still a powerful place to be. It's a place where you can be strong and authentic and free. So much energy goes into being watered down. And when we release that energy to serve us in moving forward in a healthy manner rather than serve our fears of our need for protection, we can feel our truer self resurfacing and we can, even if on the smallest level, begin to feel the shift. Our defenses become part of our identity, it takes courage to move beyond, release, and redefine who we truly are. In order to be really free and fulfilled, we have to reconnect with the fire the one within. You do so by disabling what's been dampening it down. Remember, you have choices. Allow for the possibility of death and endings and believe in the potential of rebirth and new beginnings. As you clear and release and reacquaint with the possibilities of your redefined truth, huge waves of energy will wash over you the energy that's been freed. And the excitement and revelation of your soul nest comes forward to create in pure light darkness set aside darkness come to terms with nothing left to hide go forward in your greatness. You have no idea what you're about to receive. Say goodbye to the safety belt of what you know to be true and open to the cornucopia of what can be. When we stand in the light of our truth, all things are possible. As you well know, water is all about emotion. And we are going to see lots of emotion spilling up and over the brim. This is about clearing and cleansing and leaving no crevice or crack uncleansed. There is also a huge water serpent rearing its rounded body to the surface of the sea. This is about those uglies coming to the surface to be seen. This is also a very powerful symbol of rebirth, as the serpent denotes the rise of life after death, the everlasting cycle of life, death, and rebirth again. Often you will see this in symbolism, as the serpent eating its tail. This is simply a rendition of the unending of ending but beginning again. We are doing the same, in our process as we unend, or undulate through our waves of emotion that calls for us to rise and fall, that calls for us to flow with and ride the rhythm and rhyme of life. And so, you will be seeing lots of cause for confirmation and correction, as your path opens doorways for you to see ever clearer into the why and the how and the what of all that you no longer need to bring forward on the path, ball and chain. And what may appear to be awful or shocking as you glimpse its unveiling is a gift in disguise because it is doing its blessed job of showing you where you stop the flow, where you stop living in life, where you show up as less, and therefore what you need to put to an end. This is about digging up the bones and sitting with them, Skeletons in the closet fall free to make room for a new wardrobe, not one that will hide the bones of the past but that will adorn all of you that has been kept in check. There is a lot of emotion tied up and entangled in loss of power. This energy is multi flamed, meaning it has many tears and many levels of contention, and like the waves of the sea, it will rise and fall in a rhythmic succession until the calm of the sea returns again. When the serpent rises, its intention is to rock the boat, to quake the waves to bring to the surface that which wishes to go to sleep again. We will want to turn a tired eye on the issue at hand, the one that is tried but true, the one that sticks to our underbelly, the one that has been our maker in the sense of our weathered wounds. We will cry out in the night about how we've done the work to surmount and rise above this crashing wave that seeks to, once again, carry us into the deep. But if the wave comes a crash and it's here again because we have not, in fact, reached the shore, we are still adrift at sea with the one we wish would flee with the serpent in his ugly glory and the emotional undulating that we wish would go back to sleep. Put simply, if that serpent comes knocking, there's still work to do, and you don't get to go to la-la land with this turbulence still in your system unless you choose to ride this rocky ship back out to sea again. The shore is in sight, you can see it. And the energy of this time supports us in that we are suspended in a sense of a dreamlike state so we have the advantage of facing the monsters in our sleep and dancing through the minefield of our innermost dimensions with the distancing effect of a fog-like buffer, that separates us from the need to be so rattled by the deep-sea diving that's in effect, and therefore, we have greater potential to be set free. See what you are being shown. Witness it. Let it show you where you have allowed for limitation in your life, where it's still playing out in continuation, and why. Here's the big biggie that we're being afforded a glimpse. Why is a powerful question when surfing the psyche? It holds the proverbial key, the preverbal one, too, as many of our core quake experiences we don't even have words for, yet the why is the what that we seek. Yes, our ancestors, and all of the spirit within all of the lives we've lived, have conspired to cast us away to sea so that we may see it all ever so clearly, but they have cast us with a safety net. There is almost no way to fall or to drown in this rescue mission. We are promised security in our awakening which entails encapsulating the truth, unveiling the wisdom, surmounting the lies, and recovering our bearings, so that we no longer continue to live a life of regret or whiny. And so, I say to you, rise high to meet the scaled serpent. Stand solid along the seen-legged journey ahead. This time and this energy is here to support you. Your insight and the wisdom that you've gathered along the way will nourish you. Let it serve you. You have everything you need, and then some to be victorious in this mission of rescue you from the depths. It is time to come home, at long last, from your travels at sea, and I beckon you to bring with you the trophy of courage for having faced the once unfaceable, and not only living to tell about it, but living, for the first time, in a very long time, a life of full throttled truth, unbound dreams, and greater peace and contentment than the eye can see. Be you. Go beyond. Rise to meet the sea. Bon voyage, dear souls in waiting. May the wait be over and your spirits be set free. Distilling the Truth What you are beginning to open your eyes to, these are the things that inhibit your capacity to love. And your ability to love determines your capacity for living fully. It is why you are here to love in limitless expression. And so, the onion you've been peeling is derivative of the foundation for your success in living a joy-filled fully wondrous life. That onion was constructed meticulously— very carefully compiled layers of emotions and drama which you have undertaken as identity. And each experience that has served to validate and substantiate or further create more layers of the onion has been a product of your life's work. For, up until now, you have created through this lens and through these layers without recognition, or being able to overcome the fact zero that they have clouded your truth. You are not the onion. You are not the layers of skin that are peeled away. You are not the pungent smell that this process of peeling creates. You are not so simple as these things you've clung onto. You simply haven't been able to see beyond where you've been because you've been because of the weight and the distraction of the layers that have held you down, held you in place. As you have become attached to the identity you have formed through the screen of illusions, you will feel the grief and the pain of the loss as your truth stretches into a position of setting itself free. Sleeping truth has laid somewhat dormant within the nesting dolls of who you've known yourself to be. But now it awakens hungry for the fulfillment, eager for actualization and strong in its conviction to bring forth the energy of life you were meant to live. And so in this process, in preparation for the coming of your soul you will be distilling the truths and untruths so that your filter may become clear so that your channel can become open to receive the highest messages of the heart and at last repel the separateness of illusion as that each layer has successfully cemented in place. What you are needing to come to terms with and face, whatever uncomfortable truth that is bringing itself into your awareness is rising so that it may fall. You are being presented with an opportunity to release your resistance to love and to fully live by opening to a new way of being and fully let go. These things are being brought into your awareness not so that you may claim them as identity or attached to them, which will continue to cause you suffering and pain. They are being disclosed so that you may become aware of them as the inhibitors that they are and as the restriction that they pose. You are being asked, and you are being assisted, in seeing this from a detached place so that you can integrate this wisdom as truth. Once it is in you, once it is part of you, you can begin to live from that awareness, to embody the new way of being without being overridden by the previous underlying structures and with the freedom to create more truth. Get it. Integrate it. Become it. This allows you to step into the leadership role of your life. This gives permission to the process to guide you to the next level of wisdom and to the next step. In this, you are allowing the flow. And in stepping out of the way, in allowing the layers to fall, you are freeing up energy the energy of creation and joy. In this, you are honoring release. Begin to see the clarity and the vision which are the gifts being presented in this passage into truth. The order and the balance you desire for your life has been restricted. And as you peel further and open more fully to the truth, you begin to feel compassion for how conflicted you've been inside, and you will see that you couldn't bring order to the outer with so much conflict within. What is required is a marriage, a coming together of all aspects, so that you can move to the next thing. You need to get it mentally and understand what it is you are dealing with and what it is that truly needs release this is distilling the truth you need to integrate it into the body as the barriers of what is are lifted and know it on a deep level the lesson the learning the relevance or importance of this message to your soul you will feel this as a shift and a lightning of being able to see things as you could never before as finally you are ready to hold the truth of the message to see what is from a solid ground without hiding and the liberty in this is that the karmic heaviness evaporates and creates movement of the lineage of what's been. This has been stored in your vessel. This has been stored in your bones. Breathing into the body, into the tight places and intending the cleansing of the old, the sending of what no longer serves you to the light, and the newness of purity to be restored where so long all of these tightened and hard things have been anchors and weights. Then, you will need to take action to live it to live this truth that you've incorporated into your being and become it in an outward way. This becomes the foundation for your forward movement, the new momentum, the new paradigm from which you operate, as you see where you've been and wish you no longer wish to go, as you see what you are capable of once you no longer need to make excuses for you in order to hide from the truth or the pain. Explore fun ways to get past the resistance. Negotiate with the inner saboteur as you fill in the blanks with creativity and play. Allowing the flow and being open to a new way is what precedes the shift and the glimpse of clarity. Just give yourself permission to give it over and be. The rest will be shown. You don't have to hide behind the pain in order to protect yourself from the pitfalls of loving fully, of living on fire. You don't need to wait for rescue from your story or your suffering. Just open. The life will begin to flow in. And in this much will wash away then. And in this you will be filled. The whole truth restored guided meditation the energy forecast for today is a meteor shower you may be feeling the effects of a lot of stuff coming to the surface or into consciousness to be seen right now and at times that can be overwhelming know that there is purpose to all things and that the reason and the rhyme of this stuff coming into your awareness is so that it can go and i'm going to tell you just how you can expedite that release imagine all of your worries all of your regets, and all of your failures and setbacks falling from the sky right over your head in the form of a meteor shower. It lights up the sky and looks like choreographed dancing star freefalls. As the meteor showers race towards the ground before you, each one falls within your eye level only to disintegrate forever, never to bother you again. Before being snuffed out by the ground, So, if you are being bombarded or triggered or are being shown all of the things that may point to the past or the uncomfortable present, to your failures, to your undoing, to your unbecoming, to your not so greatest moments, and the list goes on and on days like today, it goes on and on with no end. Until, you may feel like you've simply had enough. Agreed. Enough is enough. Cycling through the same old patterns of the same old stuff that keeps coming up for a glimpse again is no one's idea of fun. The age-old question has been, how do you shift out of the muck? You shift through release. You shift through moving into something higher. But how, you ask? Easy, I say. You begin by recognizing that you are in the space of the stuff that you are falling for and under the spell of and falling down the slippery slope of shame. Yep, shame is at the core of all of our stuff. It is the thing that makes you believe that there's something wrong with you. No matter whether you're focused on someone else, or something other than yourself, it all points back in the same direction, and ultimately, if you are triggered, you are being prompted to look, again, at you. In order to get out of the space where you're feeling bad, where you're disconnected, where you're buying into the belief system that says that you're wrong, that you're bad, that everything is hopeless, you need to stop and ask yourself if this is a loving place to be. Obviously, it's not if you're feeling bad, and you're beating yourself up, or full of anger towards someone else, or hating on your life. If you're feeling any of this, then you're not coming from love. So, just recognizing that is enough to help you eject for the moment and realize that you've got to try something new. Once, realize you're not coming from a loving place, recognize that it's time to forgive. Drop into a place of forgiveness. Forgive yourself for not being loving. Forgive all of your past mistakes. Forgive everyone else's. Forgive all of the things you've done and the things you haven't. Forgive your belief in you being so horrible or so wrong. Forgive, and then forgive some more again. And just intending to forgive is really all you have to do in this moment. Just going to a place of forgiveness and opening up that door is enough. Even if you don't feel like you get very far with it, going into forgiveness will help set you free. To forgive is to let go, to set free, to release. Forgiveness is the first step. But not the last. Once you have allowed yourself to slide into the place of release and forgive, once you have loved yourself enough to eject from the doom and gloom of the trigger effect, you can then move on up higher into the space of love. Love overrides fear. Love washes you clean. Remain in this space for a bit and let it soak in, allowing for the guilt and the shame and coarseness of the lower vibration to begin to fade away. You have loved yourself enough to forgive, to let go. Now love yourself a little more. Bring in self love. Bring in compassion. Bring in boundaries with self and set limits with the depths of self-destruction you'll allow yourself to go into. It's not a loving act to get swallowed by self-hatred, by fear, by resentment, or regret. Self-love yourself enough to release. As you begin to feel the expansion of love, and the peace of forgiveness, allow yourself to move into the space of joy. You don't need to control or fix anything. You are not powerless in making things right. You are empowered by the fact that you restored yourself through forgiveness and love. Contrary to what your ego mind may seem to be telling you or that your triggers are pointing in the direction of shame and guilt and fear are not the way. The way is to see the point of the trigger, which is to release and create more space. And since you are moving into doing that now, allow yourself to feel the joy again that is your natural center and your core. From joy, you can continue moving upward into a place of connection. Often we become disconnected once we stay too long in fear. We become disconnected from ourselves out of shame, we become disconnected from others out of shame and reflected anger or fear, and we become disconnected from life out of feelings of discouragement and despair. Once we become disconnected, we become depressed. We have to open back up to life, to one another, and to ourselves in order to feel the flow of life again. Allow yourself to open back up again and connect. Allow life and love back in. Now, move back into the helm of the creator of life rather than focusing on the depth of possibilities, opportunities, and potential. Rather than mourning the loss, retrieve the parts and the pieces that were lost in experiences or abandoned through shame and fear and come back into wholeness. Rather than focus on what you've created by default or in fault, choose to see what you have the potential to create in this present and move into the now. Next, move into higher knowing, higher reason for experiences and see the bigger picture of life by letting go of doubt and confusion and the insanity of being steeped in shame, guilt, depression, and fear. Here you can enter a place of trusting in purpose and the divinity of the plan. There are no mistakes, remember? Here you can tap into a knowing that all is exactly as it needs to be and all is divine. By willing yourself to let go of detrimental patterns, thoughts, and behaviors and moving into that which is in alignment with your greater good, you can see clearly again, beyond illusions, into the purpose of them being shown to you so that you can acknowledge them and release them. Then you can enter a space of freedom, where you can reconnect with the all to see that you are sinless, you are God, you are divine. By moving back into the truth of who you are, moving beyond belief into being that, you can shift out of the identity of the false, eternally flawed self and the need for repentance and redemption as a lesser being taste again the fruit of your greatness and come running back into the arms of the majestic and glorious being that is you, that is truth. If you find it difficult to ascend in the last layer of this exercise, call on your higher self for help and purification and illumination, bringing in light, joy, love, truth, and peace. Letting this light and love wash over you and bathe you until you begin again to feel peace. The purpose of this method of shift is not only to excavate you from slipping into your depths but to show you that you cannot see apart from God because you cannot be apart from God. Your perception, your triggers, thoughts, beliefs, regrets become purified that it will lead to knowledge and truth. Last two quotes are from a course in miracles. Once you are brought back into the light, then you can see it's the triggers function in truth. Its purpose is to bring you back to God from whence you have strayed. Be blessed in your movement back into alignment with you and into reconnection with peace. Many blessings and bundles of grace. Loving you gently forward into a new way of being. In grace and in mercy, find your beauty by opening up your soul. Believe in you. I do. Ever blessed, in grace and ease. Happy initiation. at www.askmissyk.live,